Hi, everyone, and welcome back to My Brother is an Idiot. Yes, it's your and our favorite podcast with a goon squad that talks about whatever the hell makes us happy. Hi, my name is Matt. I am the king of the goons. Let me introduce you to the rest of the squad. First, let us start with the Emperor Goon. Milty, you are traveling uh, and doing your broadcast from a hotel room. How's it going, bud? Hey, it's doing just great. Stuck down here in San Antonio, across the street from the Riverwalk. Uh, hotter than hell here, humid. Uh, they don't know what good Mexican food is here, but you know what? We're going to get through this. Absolutely. That sounds good. Uh, next up, dipshit, voice of God, the producer, Mikaela. MJ, what's going on? Not much. I'm watching my cat try to lick a blanket, which is interesting. Okay, so we have now lost MJ. <laughs> okay, I thought this was going to be painless. All right. It's no. never painless with you fucks. <laughs> Finally, and last but not least, I summon the goon, my brother the idiot goon. And I am here. Hello, Matt. How you doing? Go fuck yourself. Okay. Thanks. Nice. Nice to see you. Good, good, good talk. Good talk. As well, I enjoy your presence. Milty, sorry that you're in the armpit of all the universe, but glad that you're with us. And, you know, you didn't sleep through it this time because we didn't start it quite as late. Yep, that's the way it's going to go. And I'm here in Texas for another freaking week. So I don't envy you, my friend. MJ, what's up? This is going to be a really spicy episode, isn't it? Nah, it's going to be a zesty, zesty little pickle, isn't it? It's already yes. a habanero pepper of a shit show for sure. Hell yeah. So Hell uh, yeah. Shout out to my uh, our, our uh, favorite, one of our favorite superhero actors, Ryan Reynolds, who uh, sent a tweet out today uh, talking about fans in support of something. And he was referring to himself getting the Deadpool role. We all know that he was referring to LeVar Burton getting the Jeopardy role, which reopened again today. So, uh, LeVar, reading Rainbow. Let's go, boy. Let's go. Let's get it done. Let's get it done. Reading Rainbow. Jordy LaForge. I can get behind all of that for sure. <laughs> all right. Thank you, sir. Let us move on. We've got an action-packed show with tons of hilarity and shenanigans. Let us start off with a fan favorite, the fantasy draft today the goons are going to fantasy draft old wrestlers for reasons that will soon become apparent we're gonna draft our favorite old wrestlers i have plugged our names into a randomizing internet widget that allows everyone to go in a certain order so we are going to start off with mj pick an old wrestler if you would for round number one <laughs> <laughs> is is a cat looking a blanket again? Yeah. <laughs> uh, my first draft is Eddie Guerrero, um, because he's fucking baller as shit. And you remember that time that he had a ladder match for custody of his kid against Rey Mysterio? I do. That was fun. <laughs> remember when he used to come in on like a Corvette or a, like a Cadillac or something, and like yeah, he was in a lowrider. Yeah. Awesome. The old Chevelle. Yep. Latino heat. Yep. Gotta love me some old Latino heat. Awesome. Eddie Guerrero goes first. Look at yeah, that. Let's All not, right. Let's not talk about how he died, though. 
<sighs> yeah. Most of, most of these careers, when they end like that, don't end very well. So we'll just remember the good stuff. All right. Next up on the clock, Milty, select your old wrestler, please. Okay. I'm going to pick uh, a Green Bay Packers lineman for four years. Um, wrestled for 25 years. The name is William Fritz Afflins, better known as Dick the Bruiser. Old man wrestler. <laughs> really old, man. All right, we're just going to call that Dick Bruiser because I don't have a lot of space <laughs> for all that. So <laughs> I'm writing all these down. All right. I am next, and to the surprise of none, uh, I am going with the Twitter icon himself, the man, the myth, the legend, the Iron Sheik. No as one. As well you should. As well I should. Uh, if you uh, know me, you know that one of my favorite words is jabroni. And a lot of that is because I follow the Sheik on Twitter. And his daily affirmations like, fuck the Monday, you jabroni, uh, are just things that get me out of bed in the morning. We love the Sheik. Uh, if you haven't had a chance to watch that documentary, I think it's still up on Netflix. It's actually really good. Uh, just covers his career and his struggles with uh, chemical addiction, uh, which he has since kicked. Um, and I don't care if it's not really him running that Twitter account. I really don't care. It's still hilarious. We love you, Shiki. You're the man. Yeah, baby. Jabroni is one of the uh, the podcast's favorite word for sure. So Yeah. <clears throat> love the Sheik. All right, Mark, you're up. Who you got? Okay, so we've had a couple of kind of random ones um, as far as old wrestlers. Um, so I'm assuming that the Attitude Era is in play for old wrestlers. So I will 100% go with my favorite, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Oh, that wasn't who I thought you were going to go with. No? No. No? no. Well, I, there was another one that was kind of an obvious choice that I thought about, but um, the, the Rocky is Rocky is definitely my number one. So we're, we're going to go with Rocky. Yeah, got to love The Rock. Man was awesome. Still is. All right. Let's go on to round two. MJ, your second pick. Uh, my second pick is Rowdy Roddy Piper, because one time he got in a street fight with Keith David. It's one of the greatest scenes in cinematic history. It's one of the greatest fight scenes ever on any format. It lasts 25 and a half years, and they just beat the shit out of each other because uh, Keith David won't put on the magic sunglasses that let you see the aliens. It's so good. <laughs> I love they live. I came here to kick ass and chew bubble gum. And I'm all out of bubble gum. <laughs> God bless John Carpenter. What a great movie. All right, moving on. Milty, your next pick, whom no one else has probably heard of. Uh, I don't know about that. I'll test you guys. Okay, um, this guy is another football player, former football player, played in the AFL, so I'm really digging deep, um, including a stint for a couple of years with the Broncos as a linebacker. This guy... Really must have had something special. He's married five times to four different women. So I'm going with Edward McDaniel, Chief Wahoo. <laughs> Wrestled under that name, played under that name. Matt called it. <laughs> I did. <laughs> uh, I'm surprised that wasn't your number one, but yeah, that's who I thought. It, was I, I, it almost up. was. It almost yep. was. Awesome. All right. Chief Wahoo. Thank you, Milty. All right. I am also going uh, to return to the Attitude Era and uh, the man, the myth himself, 
the guy who really drove all that is in that era and still pops up every now and again, the rattlesnake stomping a mud hole and walking it dry. Stone Cold Steve Austin. There you go. I love me some Stone Cold. That's who I got. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> if I had two beers, I'd clack them together and pour them all over myself and make a mess. But I don't, and I won't, and I'd probably get in trouble if I did. You, so. would, you your wife would yell quite a bit at you. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> It'd be a mop and some Clorox in my future, I'm sure. All we right. Not, we would not get to finish our little show. Oh, no. 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 It would that go would badly. be bad. It would go badly. <laughs> all right. Mark, your number two pick. Oh, you know what? There's all kinds of ways I can go with this. What to do, what to do, what to do. Oh, yeah, we're going with the Randy Savage. Macho Man. His name is surprisingly close to my name. (laughs) Mark Poffo. (laughs) (laughs) So we got to go with uh, Slim It to a Slim Jim. Oh, yeah. Hogan. Hogan. Coming for you. So good. Bone saws ready. That <laughs> <laughs> is the best part of that first Spider-Man movie. Right. It's one of the greatest finishing moves ever of that era. That flying elbow off the top rope where he's like 12 feet in the air. Oh, and just yeah. drops that thing on top <laughs> of you. <laughs> it's definitely a little bit more impactful than the falling leg that Hogan had. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it had the same effect, especially right. with the, you know, the arm ties flailing all over the place yeah. and axles <laughs> everywhere just <laughs> going in the breeze. I am curious, Matt, who did you think that I was going with with my first pick? Was Did you think it was going to go Stone Cold? No, I thought you were going to go Heartbreak Kid. I thought about it. I thought about Shawn Michaels. I also thought about uh, um, uh, 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 Bret Hart. So those were two that were also on there, so. Dipshit, you have something to say. Yeah, going back to Macho Man, never forget the best fucking Skyrim mod of all time, which is all dragons are Macho Man Matt Randy Savage. They just put a hat <laughs> on top of the dragon model, and every time it yells, it goes, yeah, and shoots fire out of its mouth. It's fucking so legendary. <laughs> all right, so let's go round three. MJ, hit us with your selection. Doing round three. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're done after round two, too. That's why I was going with some of my near misses, but I guess I can pick again. No, that's okay. I'm going to say Lita um, because she was Ooh. really hot and really fucking cool the whole time she was wrestling. I'd agree with that. Yep. yep. Ain't no that's problem awesome. with that one. Yep. I'm totally down with that. All right. Milty, your third round selection. Milty. All right. Once again, another football player. Or pro football player from a long time ago. World War II Marine Corps vet. Or uh, vet. So drafted by George Hallis himself into the NFL. Vern Gagne. Oh, wow. Also, Vern Gagne trained some other professional wrestlers, including Chief Wahoo. <laughs> that one. Go ahead, Mark. <laughs> Old man wrestler. <laughs> I've heard of him too. Uh, the first one I had no clue, but your last two I, I have actually heard of and, and I'm aware of. So well done. Um, ah, I, you know, 
I'm torn. I could go newer. I could go older. You know what? It's coming up later. I'm doing it. Oh, I, no. Yes. I'm going to give you the easy I'm, segue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got to do it. Oh. I got to do it. Oh. I got to do it. Woo. I am <laughs> picking the nature boy, Ric Flair. I was going to give you the easy segue. <laughs> <laughs> Taking him to Space Mountain, man. <laughs> Limousine riding, roller coaster driving, I take you all. Oh, and the strut. Gotta love the strut, man. Quite possibly a train. Yeah. <laughs> More we'll to come. We'll talk about that in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. All right, Mark, your pick. Um, yeah, so Bill Goldberg's going to be the guy. Yeah. Uh, I talked about the other ones, and I couldn't pick any of them because I'm <clears throat> one of those people. So Bill Goldberg's the guy there. He wrestled last year, too, so good for him. Yeah, still doing it. Goldberg. 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 <laughs> <laughs> A very strong inside joke there. <laughs> Because <laughs> those always make for great radio. <laughs> Still goddamn funny. <laughs> Goldberg, are you coach? Are you coach Goldberg? Goldberg coach defense. <laughs> uh, Goldberg had uh, one of the greatest entrances for a long time. Just the, the what drum are the beat. Absolute, oh, yeah. yeah, the drum beat, the the pyrotechnics right over the top of him. And then as soon as the, everything shut off, he would breathe out the smoke and just start throwing his arms and flailing all over the place. Man, that was, he, he murdered about fucking 75 dudes <laughs> with two moves. And it was the greatest show for fucking like six months. The guy, the guy would come in, let him like, you know, pound him in the face a few times, then hit him with the spear and a jackhammer game over, go <laughs> yeah, home. Over. And it was the main event on WCW for like oh. seven months. It was fucking awesome. What, what was the streak with? <laughs> Was it seventy five matches? Oh, I think it was had? more than that, but it was something crazy. But I, it doesn't even matter how many. But it it, it was literally like, and it, he carried it into the WWF where he would just come in and just murder fools <laughs> in like a two minute match. And it was like every jobber you could think of had to go through Goldberg. It was it was incredible. It was great, great entertainment for two nights a week. You know. 173 matches. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That sounds about right. That, that is incredible. <laughs> wow, that is so right. nuts. And That's... I'm sure the average ring time on those was about 62 seconds. Because <laughs> yeah, right. he had to get in, he had to throw his arms up, then he had to get hit in the face once, and then he got mad, and then he set him up with the spear, and then he threw the jackhammer. One, two, three. Yeah. Cue the music. Let's all go home. It was right. great. Yeah. It but, was and great. The, the jackhammer was... That, that looked like it hurt, right? So I mean, cool, some of those, man. Some of those, like, okay, I love you, Rocky, but the people's elbow with the kicking and the flailing, not really a finisher. The jackhammer, holy smokes, right? Uh, he, he always had the rock bottom before it, though. So it, well, it right. was done before that. The, <laughs> right. the, the, the people's elbow was more so just the <laughs> right. finishing touch on the whole thing. But, right. but yeah, the jackhammer, nobody was getting yeah, up from the no, jackhammer. The jackhammer was legit, and it yeah. was just so good. All right. Love you, Bill. Awesome. All right, let's stay in the wrestling world and talk about a little bit of news. There's a, if you follow some things on Twitter, it, you may have seen a fun, it's not news. Okay. It's, is it it's, fun? 
Yeah, it's fun. Someone was Is having fun. <laughs> I don't know. It's something. <laughs> so on Twitter, there's a picture going around uh, of someone in a train uh, being a uh, cunning linguist. <laughs> and it looks the back of the head looks a lot like Ric Flair. And the Twitter post I saw, uh, and I, I think was that you, Mark, that shared it with the group, or was it MJ? Yep. No, yeah, that was um, me. And the the caption on the picture was: Some people say this looks like Ric Flair, and all you can really see is like the very back quarter of his head, and it looks like that greasy blonde look that Flair's got because he's losing it all and he just has to plaster it all down. And her feet are in the air, and it's like, oh. Okay, great. Um, Mark, <laughs> walk us through kind of the reaction to that and uh, what the Nature Boy said. I, it was uh, definitely him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's 100% in his character to be doing shit like this. Uh, the guy is 80, 90, 7 million years old at this point, and he's still living his life like he's in his 20s. Good for him, man. Uh I, the 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 reaction that it got was hilarious, and then his response that Michaela shared with the group initially that was, was instantly hilarious as well because it, it, somebody photoshopped a picture of him on a train that looked like it was like you know the Rocky Thunder Mountain or whatever the, the name was at <laughs> Disneyland. Right. It was just like a choo choo train from the Wild West, and it was you know Ric Flair's face all big and dumb on it. And it, uh, man, it is said he doesn't ride the train, but <sighs> <sighs> I don't know, man. That was pretty funny. That was pretty funny stuff. <laughs> All right. MJ, react to the nature boy. I like the people in the comments who are trying to like name which wrestler he could possibly be doing with that too. <laughs> that are like, hmm, wonder if anyone's heard from Trish Stratus recently. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Doesn't she have like 17 kids at this point? <laughs> I have no idea. I don't know what her, I know what Michelle McCool's doing. Don't know what she's doing. <laughs> right. Well, whether or not it was an nature boy, uh, whatever, it's all in good fun. And it did kind of look like him. So good uh, for him, man. Whoever right? that was good for that. Right. Guy. I mean, he was having get, a great time getting it done at 92. Good for you, bro. I mean, whatever. All right. Let us uh, put a bow on that and move on let us talk about and react to the denver broncos first preseason game i actually in a little bit of foresight wrote down everyone's predictions about how that game was going to go and surprisingly mj you were the closest to calling the final score you had 28 to 3 i did it to piss off the atlanta fans and it still worked in my favor (laughs) Why would that piss off the Atlanta fans? Because they were up 28-3 in that Super Bowl, and then they oh. blew it all in the fourth quarter. I see. I get ah, it. Ah, got I it. get it now. Okay. All those Atlanta fans we have listening to the podcast just signed off. Yep. Every oh, wait, that's one. nobody. You don't know that. You haven't looked at our state demos. You're right. I haven't. <laughs> Yeah, the Broncos did win uh, a couple of big plays. You know, Drew Locke hit the long bomb to KJ Hamler, and that, not really necessarily a surprise, but it was a huge play and, and really cemented uh, what a lot of people thought was going to happen. Uh, Pat Sertan, too, had a pick six. Mark, did you get a chance to watch any of that replay? And what did you think about the play? The play itself was 
pretty amazing. I mean, it, it we all knew that he was going to be a very impactful fella coming into this year, and he's obviously um, making an impact already. It's uh, kind of fun when you see plays like that coming into a vanilla defense game one. Uh, gives you a little bit of foresight as to what's going to happen later. Uh, hopefully he just keeps it rolling. You know, what else are you going to say about the first preseason game? <laughs> right. As far as that's concerned. I mean, there's right. some other things to say, but good. <laughs> lucky, lucky guy. Right. Uh, Milty, throwing it over to you. It was, there's still an undecided uh, choice to be made in the quarterback battle. Both guys, Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater played pretty well. Statistically, Locke had the better day. Uh, what do you think is going to happen here going forward uh, after the game tomorrow? So, you know, Teddy's going to start against Seattle, right? Uh, and then Drew will back him up, and then uh, whoever comes in later cleans up. But I'll tell you what, I just think, you know, being a homer, I that score was fantastic, right? When's the last time the Broncos won by 30 points or whatever, you know? It's just great to see them playing well, even with second and third stringers coming in and just doing a great job. Um, the quarterback battle, I think, is going to be decided after the Seattle game. Well, we better hope so because there's only one preseason game there's after no, that. Only one left. Right. I don't think they would let it go past this one. Uh, MJ, uh, kicking it over to you. What do you think about the quarterback battle at the Denver Broncos? Uh, yay. <laughs> <laughs> they, they suck less than I said. I was wrong. I'll take the L on this one. Yay. <laughs> 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 All right, let's look ahead to the next game. It is, as of this recording, tomorrow night at 8, Denver time. They're playing Seattle in Seattle. Uh, Von Miller making some noise that he's not necessarily going to play in this game because it's on turf, and he doesn't want to uh, chance getting an injury so soon coming back. Uh, MJ, starting with you, tell me what you think is going to happen in the game tomorrow. I think the Broncos are going to... Absolutely fucking blow the Seahawks out of the water. 24-0. All right. 24-0. Milty, your thoughts? I think they're going to be maybe start off a little bit conservative with Teddy and then let him open it up after the maybe midway through the first quarter just a little bit. Um, I'm going to call it a little bit closer, maybe 24-10. 24-10. Mark. Um, anybody have an idea of what the preseason I'm looking at it now. So give me just a second. Okay. Uh, point spread is five points. Um, the reason why I'm looking that up is Pete Carroll is relentless against the point spread in his career. I think there's like two other coaches in the NFL that have better, um, preseason numbers. Um, one of which is, uh, Jim Harbaugh's Ravens, and then the other one I can't remember is uh, undefeated, and I can't remember who that is. But there are two head coaches that are better in the preseason than Pete Carroll. So uh, I, I have a feeling it's going to be a lot, lot closer because Pete Carroll seems to play for keeps in the preseason for absolutely no fucking reason at all. But um, I, I, I can see this going like 24-21, something like that. Um, but it's going to be the Broncos winning. Very good. And I will round it off. Uh, I'll kind of play the middle here and go a little bit higher on the total points. Uh, I don't think it's going to be a 14-point win. I don't think it'll be a three-point win. Uh, my guess is it's going to be 28 to 21. 
There you go. So we agree on the Seahawks scoring three times. We'll see what happens. All right. Thank you very much. Hi, Sandy. How are you? This week, the all the NFL teams had to cut five players. The Broncos cut five and added uh, speeds to running back. Only cut of note is Lorenzo Neal Jr. Uh, Lorenzo Neal Sr. was a fullback, played for a long time, I think, with the Chargers, Milty, if I have that right. His entire career was spent with the Chargers, I believe. There you go. So his son, the defensive lineman, was cut. Uh, so now they're at 85, and they added, like I said, that speedster running back. Um, they cut six and added one. So MJ, give us your insights on this round of cuts. Fast, good. Well done. Milty. <laughs> Kicking okay, it over so, so I, I really didn't know anything about the guys that were cut, much less the one that was picked up. So I think you're just going to see a bunch of names that we're not familiar with continue to be cut. And then when it gets a bit closer, are we going to have another undrafted free agent stick with the Broncos? Like seems to be the typical history. Uh, who knows, right? There's, there's a couple on the team that are making some noise. So I, I think for the most part, the, the next few rounds of cuts are just, and I think there's probably two more rounds coming, yep. but they're going to be uh, a bunch of people that haven't played for the Broncos much or at all. Maybe they might get a shot in the third preseason game, but for the most part, um, we're not going to know much about most of those people. Very good. Uh, Mark, I'm going to put you on the spot here. Uh, there's usually one or two surprise names, a veteran that's been around for a year or for five years that gets cut somewhere um, because either A, there's someone younger, faster and or cheaper um, or B, just can't do it anymore. Uh, anybody on the top of your list who you might be watching for to perhaps get cut who um, fans might be familiar with? You know, there might there might be a few of those um, that might be a cap casualty. I'm not real familiar with what that looks like at this point. Um, I'm a little concerned that we kind of jumped over Dion Sizer getting cut, uh, mostly just because he was a hometown kid. He went to uh, college in CSU Pueblo, um, and he got cut as a defensive lineman from there. So I just wanted to make mention of that. Um, but as far as uh, veterans getting cut, you know, I know – uh, Royce Freeman's kind of on the bubble at this point. Um, I could see him, especially with them bringing in another running back, being potentially on the bubble as just kind of a cap casualty. Uh, but I'm not real f- lined up with what what all those other look like at this point. I'd have to look a little bit more into it. Very good. Um, he is absolutely someone to look at. Um, Josie Jewell, I think, might be another one, unless he picks it up on special teams. Um Yes. Yep. 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 Yeah. I, yep. Right. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. All right. Moving on to other news in the NFL and in uh, a cut that surprises absolutely no one, Tim Tebow was released this week by the Jacksonville Jaguars. Mark, your reaction, please. He threw one hell of a block into his left guard's shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> Shoulder. He speared right him with the. Him. Yeah, he speared him with the crown of his helmet right into the middle of his chest. 
he he blocked a dude that was already out of the play and got up and hit, hit the other guy right in the sternum. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, was in a pass play that I'm not sure he was supposed to be in. Nope. But he was right next to a guy and the ball got clearly taken right out of his hands by somebody who was far more athletically gifted. Yeah. Tavon um, Austin. going to make the team. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I know who it is. I was just saying. Right. <laughs> the guy's like, ah, Tebow's not touching this one. Yeah. So those were his two plays. Um, we all knew that this was going to be a fairly short circus for Timmy, um, unfortunately. So, or fortunately for Matt, so that Tebow Alley can go back into hiding for a while. Um, but I will say we had a... Our our favorite Jacksonville fan commented on this and said the alley can go away. The alley will never go away because Tim Tebow won a playoff game. Yeah, whatever. Uh, MJ, your reaction. Tim Tebow won a playoff game so good that his jersey is in can. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> they have a big shrine dedicated to Tim Tebow. Winning that fucking playoff winning game. Winning a playoff game. Yeah, yeah. And, for uh, the Denver Broncos. Yeah, Trent, and Trent Dilfer won a Super Bowl. What's your point? Wrong team, though. Who cares? Doesn't matter. I mean, Tim Tebow. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Brian Hoyer also won a Super Bowl. Not as, as a, a backup. <laughs> he, he didn't yeah. see the field. <laughs> <laughs> he was holding he looked a clipboard. He, well, he could see it just fine holding that clipboard. Yeah. <laughs> he wasn't in between the lines at all, except yeah, to warm up. Pretty damn good view of the field. <laughs> run out with some water. That was about <laughs> it. All right. No, I, I, uh, I, think I, I think I know what Tebow's next NFL gig is going to be. Oh, God. Coach. Broncos front office. Let's go. Let's fucking go. <laughs> the alley's Are back. you coach? Are the you alley's coach? coming back. Matt is so mad yeah. about that. That's the worst <laughs> thing Tim, I've Tim ever Tebow heard. Tebow QB coach. Let's oh, go. Oh, God. Yeah. Goldberg coach defense. Tebow coach yeah, QB. Yeah, because those who can't do teach, right? Is that oh the old God. adage? You have got his number right now. This is oh, so Jesus. great. Fucking ridiculous. <laughs> Let's go. Put Let's this whole go. fucking thing to bed. Tim, Timmy, go back to go back to fucking television, Tim. You're fine. Uh, Milty, react to the news about Tim Tebow. Uh, not surprised. I thought maybe he might go another week or so, but um, it just goes to show you that someone that can kind of play one position isn't going to be able to play a position that requires to be larger. And stronger. So I'm not surprised at all. I just thought maybe he'd like last another week. The dude had six weeks to learn an entirely different position that he's never played in his entire career when he's been playing baseball for six years. He's not going to succeed in the NFL That's right. at the highest level. Which begs the question why was he even there? Urban Meyer's guy. I don't know. He was there to help. Some Somebody mentor. to try to put, at least in one or two games, some preseason games, some fans in the stands. That could be legit. I think a lot of it has to do with that. A lot of it has to do with uh, Urban Meyer's system as far as, you know, this is what we do in the locker room, that kind of thing, so that he can set up his ground rules coming into the NFL. Um, One of the things that I thought was really hilarious was how much hatred um, Troy Aikman got on the internet for saying that Tim Tebow was a true leader for the five weeks that he was there and so many people shit all over what Troy Aikman was saying. I didn't see that bit. Oh, he tweeted that uh, Tim Tebow made an impact all the players in the locker room. And, you know, he probably did because there's a lot of young guys there who, you know, don't know how to properly act and don't know how to properly do things. And so Tim Tebow probably helped some of those guys and was a positive influence in the locker room somewhere, you know, like he's not, 
he's not a bad guy and he's a strong leader mentality. So I'm sure he had some sort of influence somehow, but the internet just lit Troy Aikman on fire several times for that. So it was pretty funny. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. Let's talk for just a second about Urban Meyer and what we're seeing right now in Jacksonville. They still haven't officially named uh, Trevor Lawrence as the starter. Um, when's the last time someone was picked number one and didn't start game one? Does anybody know? Because I don't. I can't think of the last time that's actually happened. I uh, don't think I would know that. Urban Myers had kind of an interesting already offseason since he's been signed as the head coach there. <laughs> he brought in that strength and conditioning coach that three days later he had to can because the guy is like a rapist. <laughs> something <laughs> i thought it was thought it was racist <clears throat> racist rapist i yeah. mean he was a, not a nice guy <laughs> yeah he was the, an the guy is, he's an ist and not the good kind so they got rid of him and so then he brings in tebow and now he's fucking around with trevor lawrence and who knows how long this urban meyer experiment is gonna last and you know knowing urban meyer it's not gonna last any more than two years anyway so yeah. sorry neil don't get your hopes up, buddy. He'll get sick, and then something will happen, and he'll need to go to TV, and we can all see it coming, right? All right. Yeah, then he'll uh, be I, at UCLA in two years. Yeah, uh, that's enough. for Chip Kelly. <laughs> I think that'll be enough Jaguars talk for the next uh, 17 weeks or so, unless something yeah. really spectacular happens. Sorry, Neil. Sorry, Neil. Love you, buddy, but... Yeah, we're not going to go down that road. All right. Uh, let's keep in the NFL. Uh, there has been some talk about um, the new focus on taunting and flags that are being thrown. The example that was used, and I don't remember the game that it was in, but a running back broke off a 10 or 15-yard gain, uh, bowled a guy over, got up and flexed, and got flagged. Um, the NFL looks like it's going back to the no fun league, Milty, uh, throwing this over to, well, hold on. Now Mark has something to say. What do you got, sir? He didn't bowl the guy over. It was a 10 yard run where he bowled six guys. over. (laughs) He took half of the defense with him. Anyways, go ahead. All right. Milty, uh, react to what you're seeing so far with the focus on taunting. I think they're, you know, it's preseason. They're, reacting with a vengeance to start with. And it's just going to, I, I don't see this affecting very many games during the regular season. Uh, certainly it's going to happen, but I think they're, the, the refs are just going to put the pressure on the players in the preseason. And then uh, it's going to weaken as the game, as the season goes on. MJ, what do you think? Uh, I think she was not paying attention. No, I'm trying to see if there's ever been a first overall pick that hasn't started the first game. Um, I think that, I mean, it doesn't, it seemed pretty stupid to call that a taunting penalty. I mean, we've seen this before with these new NFL rules where they go big right away, right? And yep. they overreact. Milty's exactly right. They they overreact right away and call all these ridiculous things and then seems like right when the regular season starts they back off of it so i think you know the referees maybe not be flexing muscle but maybe over exaggerating some of these penalties just to get their point across that they yes will be calling these things and then once the regular season stop starts hopefully this nonsense stops because there are some pretty regular celebrations that got called and that i'm really hoping that you know, if you take out eight dudes and 
get a nine yard gain and probably just made an NFL team, you are allowed to celebrate. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like your whole life just play yep. changed based off of that one play. So I'm really hoping that that is something that they kind of back off on. Yes, Michaela, you have something to say. Jay Barwanger was a running back in 1936 and he got drafted first overall and but he demanded so much money that no one could pay him, so he never played an NFL game. Oh, dipshit stats. <laughs> the fuck was that? <laughs> Matt that asked is, a question. That is, About 15 years after the baseball Cleveland Spiders. <laughs> that, that, if I have ever heard the phrase efforting before, that is some efforting right there. <laughs> right. Well done. Some I think Jing Google- Mingo was on that team, wasn't he? <laughs> quick Google thumbs. Yeah, I think he was. He might have been a ball boy. Yeah. <laughs> right. He was a little young to be playing quarterback at that point. Yeah, for sure. All right. Let okay. us move on. Uh, stay a little bit in the NFL realm and talk about hard knocks. Uh, my homework this week was to watch Hard Knocks. It's a must-watch show in our house. Uh, if you know us and uh, me and my wife, we love football and we get anything we can out of football. And Hard Knocks this week was actually really good. Uh, one of the things that they didn't do really well last week that is a, a staple of this series is you start to learn about some of the players that aren't quite well as well-known. They're rookies or undrafted free agents, uh, they may not make the squad and they delve a little bit into their stories. This is where you get, you know, the caduced story of the world. And um, one of the guys they focused on in this uh, particular episode was a guy named Azur Kamara, who's an undersized defensive end from the Ivory Coast. He left with his family when he was a child to flee civil war and didn't start playing football until he got to high school. Um, cool part about this story is he's playing for the Cowboys. Um, he, a long shot to make the team for sure because he doesn't have a lot of size. We just got great speed. Um, but the cool thing was he had the they had a preseason game against the Cardinals, and he got to bring his whole family to the Cardinals to watch him play an NFL game for the very first time, which was cool. His mom, his sisters, uh, nieces and nephews were all taking up his whole row, and they're all just the, – the look of just pure joy and happiness on their face while they're just watching their, their son, brother – uncle play football was just something really, really cool. Um, so kudos to hard knocks. Uh, hope that the kid does well. Cause I really like him a lot. He's got a really good heart. And, um, that definitely not a, uh, what you would consider a typical alpha athlete. He's pretty humble. Um, so excellent episode, hard knocks. Well done. Anyone care to react? No, if they ever took Guy Fieri off TV, I might have a chance to watch it. <laughs> what the fuck was that? <laughs> Well, that's what my wife watches. <laughs> Fuck, dude. Oh, God. Kathy's not in the room for five seconds. <laughs> he throws all kinds of darts and arrows that way. It's like 47 36. Watch out. Look out. <laughs> Fuck that guy, Fieri guy. I want to watch some television. Jesus. Sick of Flavortown. Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let us move on. Thank you, Goon Squad. This is a new bit that we have put together, and we're going to put Milty to the test. All right. Yes, we are. Here we go. This is going to be very easy. 
for you to have fun with. Yep. It, this yep. is two lies and a truth. We have each come up with uh, two groups of names of rappers. Two of them are false. One of them is true. And you need to tell us which one you think is the real rapper. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> that was the reaction. I was oh, so good. All right. Holy <laughs> shit. I am so glad I came up with this already. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Let's just go down the list and the orders in which we submitted them. Uh, Mark, you are up first with your first group. Two lies and a truth. Okay. Milty. Remember, we've got two lies and a truth here. You ready? Mm-hmm. Dr. Ashburn, Honey Trap, Salt and Peppa. <laughs> okay, so um, A and C are t- no, no. C is true. Yes, Milty wow. got it. <laughs> Salt and Peppa is a real rap group. The other two are sauces for wings. <laughs> 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 oh my god i'm one and oh all right good job and i'm Milty. in the playoffs right i'm so happy milty yeah good job good job yeah, it won't last. all right it won't it won't last all right i will go next uh milty your three choices uh mc swagmeister peaceful k or ghost faced killer jesus <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna say um B is real. Peaceful mm. K is incorrect. Uh, that's actually a play on. No one- shit, right? <laughs> <laughs> P- Peaceful K is a play on Violent J, one of the insane clown posse. Uh, the actual uh, real rapper is Ghostface Killer, one of the 137 members of the Wu Tang Clan, and also named. Uh, the namesake of one of my favorite beers made by Twisted Pine that has the ghost pepper in it, Ghost Face Killer. Takes about an hour and a half to drink, and it's delicious. Awesome. All right, MJ, your turn. Uh, all right, Melty, are you ready? Yeah, I guess so. Okay, your choices are Mecca, Nine, or Bless. What the hell was that last one? Bless. I say um, A. Incorrect. Bless is the rapper. <laughs> well i got one of three right where, where did you get the uh, other two from michaela uh they're all characters from def jam uh the battle for new york video game from like 2002 <laughs> what? <laughs> what the fuck? i all of my names are from that <laughs> i just looked up the cat i just looked up the fucking cast list for a playstation one fighting game that's awesome. Holy shit. That's All great. right. Let's go round two. Mark, you're up. Oh, you're kidding. Oh, yeah. This continues. Right. You ready, Milty? Here we go. <laughs> yeah. Black Thought, Quest Love, Rozelle. Can we play another game? <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'll. Jeez. How about A? You know, I could just toss a coin here. He's he's two for two with mine. Holy smokes, Milty! So, Good job. Those are those are all members of the hip hop group, The Roots. Uh, Questlove is the drummer. Rozelle was their old beatboxer. Black Thought is their number one MC. 
Nice job. Wow. Good job, Milty. All right. Yes, Milty. Yep. All right. My t- <laughs> Good job, Milty. My turn. Milty. All right. Milty, your choices. Flute box. Everlast. Master Elon. Um, I take B. Holy shit. He <laughs> <laughs> got it. Yeah, Milty. <laughs> Uh, Master Elon, I just made up. Uh, I just threw shit on the wall and saw what stuck. Uh, flute box is an actual guy. He's he actually plays the flute and beatboxes while he does it. Um, and there's really only two videos on YouTube of him, but he's pretty cool. One of them's from like 12 years ago in Google London when he hangs out with Beardy Man. That's a cool 18 minutes if you want to spend it. Um, and Everlast uh, started out hanging out with Ice T, released a single album in the late 80s, and then formed House of Pain. Uh, then went on to uh, his own uh, musical solo career with great hits. I say Master that. Master Elon is a nice touch with uh, the fact that he will be Master Elon here in what next year with all those robots. <laughs> <You're right. laughs> Elon I've, Musk is coming yeah, out right. with all those robots. Yeah, I for one welcome our robot overlords. All oh right. Jesus! Thanks, Elon. <laughs> right. So there you go. Good job, Milty. You are guaranteed fifty percent. Regardless of what happens next. So I, I am thrilled and pleased at your results so far. Michaela, you are up. All right. Prodigy, Crow, Rome. Um, I'll go with A. Yay! Milty. So happy for you, Milty. Um, man, I can't believe I guessed all these. <laughs> you know, if you I'm so been- excited I'm gonna go downstairs and close the bar. Milty, <laughs> <laughs> I'm impressed. Why is that any different than normal? Because right, there's a bar downstairs. <laughs> oh wait, he's got a bar downstairs at his house too. Yeah, it needs to be closed. <laughs> So four for six, Milty. Nice That's job, a hell buddy. Of a batting average, man. How about, how about that shit? Yeah. Wait till I come up with some trivia for you guys. I'm gonna gonna wax you guys. I'm gonna <laughs> figure out something. <laughs> it was fun. It was all fun. right. Good job. All right, that is old man trivia. Two lies and a truth. Well done, all. Thank you so much. All right, let us move on and talk about the NBA news this week. Joel Embiid got fucking paid. I was making about 29 mil a year. His extension now pays him about 48 mil a year. Mark, react to Joel Embiid getting the bag. Yeah, so he got the super max, uh, $196 million extension. Holy shit. Um, so clearly they need to get rid of Ben Simmons. <laughs> <laughs> I think the process is officially over at this point. Right. Um, so, that, I mean, he's obviously the guy that's going to lead the team. He was the runner-up for the MVP as well. He should have been. Um, he is going into this season going they're they're going to be the front runners in the east i think um i mean i i don't see any other way around that um the west is more wide open i think with all the teams either being older or just kind of staying the same with the exception one major exception that we'll talk about here in a minute um but philadelphia man if they can get something for ben simmons and like actually somebody who can shoot the ball (laughs) 
they they might actually have a chance to do some things. So I don't know if they're going to be the front runner. The healthy Nets and the Bucks would like to have a word. Um, yeah, I don't think you can discount the returning and defending NBA champions. Um, and if the Nets can actually all stay on the court, um, credit they weren't able to do it this year, but hell of a lot of talent there, man. Even they're all head they're all head cases, but it's a hell they're of a lot of talent. They're all head cases, and they all have the tendency to take time off. Kyrie hasn't played a full season in a long time, and he'll probably have a movie coming out. You know, he's got to make <laughs> right. another uh, Uncle whatever his name is movie at some point. I'm sure. <laughs> right. So, and then KD is made of plexiglass. So uh, mentally, <clears throat> so he's made of mental, mental well, and mental physically, plexiglass. physically too. I mean, the guy breaks everything. So. We'll he's happens, he's a little bit more durable, I think, than he gets credit for. It's just as I, I really question Katie's mental game. Um, yeah, this is the guy that has 25 burner Twitter accounts. Um, is it only 25? I, I'm just throwing a number out there. It could be 35. I mean, who knows? The guy it just has to respond to everything. He's a, he is the prototypical Gen Z social media has to respond to everything guy. Um, and dude, you gotta let some of that shit go. You're famous. You're one of the best players in the world. Doesn't matter. You're going to get hated on. Just let it go, bro. It, it's not a good look for your, it's just a weird collection of superstars. And I, I don't know. We'll see what happens when they actually all get on the same page. Right. Good point. MJ, what do you think? Uh, I don't think the Sixers are going to be the front runners in the East because the Sixers are cursed. Ever since they began the process, the process has never ended. And every time they are told to trust the process, the process fails them. So I think I think they are just cursed. But good job for him getting paid. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. Congratulations. Um, and to all reports, I mean, a, a good guy too. So uh, congratulations to Mr. MB to let us move on. More NBA news. The schedule has come out. Uh, the Christmas Day games were announced and... To the surprise of none and the chagrin of many, the reigning NBA MVP will not be playing on Christmas Day. That's right, Denver fans, the Nuggets again, not playing on Christmas Day. Uh, Mark, why are we seeing the Knicks and not the Nuggets? Do I have to explain this to you again? Nope. Okay. (laughs) East Coast, West Coast biased. Obviously, they're going to pick a team on the East coast and have those two teams play. And they're going to pick teams on the West coast and have those two teams play. Denver is in the middle of the country. We get shit on a lot. We talk constantly about that and we're going to bring it up again. So the nuggets who are one of the teams that you can't really poke holes in this year, uh, especially if Jamal Murray can come back and be healthy once he does come back from that injury, which is looking like what November, December at this point, right around time for Christmas day games. With that ACL, it's looking like that's he's on track for that kind of comeback. Um, we just get shit on again. So, you know, East Coast, West Coast bias. Fuck us in the middle of the country. The last timeline I heard, uh, and this was via the Altitude guys, they've got a pretty good line in on what's going on at Kroenke Sports, uh, was February. But that's still way earlier than late April, right? Yep. Yep. So, speedy recovery, Jamal. Let's show these fuckers that they're – stupid again mj the knicks are garbage and they've got one of the worst owners in sports what do you think i mean i i know that one mr dolan has done many shitty things for the knicks i can't speak to them but i do know recently what he's done to the rangers so um 
rip the Knicks, I guess, in general for existing under his rule. Um, I do want to ask, like, do you think if you play in the NBA that you don't mind having the Christmas Day games off? Because then you can spend Christmas Day, like, at home, chilling. I think um, a lot of teams would agree with you there. Um, I think where Matt was going was it's just national media um, and not getting that national media coverage here in Denver like we deserve for a team that should be, you know, up and coming or is actually have arrived at this point. Um, I, I think that you're you're on the right page with, you know, a lot of these guys probably want Christmas off to spend time with their family. Um, uh, the national media considers Christmas day opening day of the national basketball league association. They play for a couple months, but there's not, I mean, there's not a lot of actual gameplay that matters before Christmas and nobody's paying attention to it before Christmas because of the NFL. Um, so the national media doesn't really truly pay attention to the NBA until after Christmas starts. Uh, most of them. So that's that's one of the big reasons why those games are so important. It's because it puts the spotlight clearly on the NBA and then people start paying attention to the NBA regularly after that. Yeah. And it's a, a feather in the cap of the franchise, right? You're considered, you know, uh, one of the best teams. You're featured on Christmas Day and apparently Mark has glossed them now the NBLA. So that's that's awesome. <laughs> All right, let us move on with some more big news. The Clippers made a trade and shipped off Rajon Rondo uh, and Pat Bev and another player who really I've never heard of uh, to the Grizzlies. In exchange, they get back Eric Bledsoe. Uh, Mark, clip joint got a little bit better here, bud. Yeah, Clippers uh, get rid of Rondo, get rid of somebody who did not perform for them in the playoffs and got somebody in return who did not perform very well in the playoffs. Uh, much better overall player. Uh, the biggest reason why this trade happened was to get the Clippers underneath the luxury tax limit. Um, that was the biggest reason why this happened. Uh, the Eric Bledsoe for the two, the old guy, and then the guy that kind of is a little bit of uh, somebody who thinks of himself as much more important to the franchise than he actually was. Uh, that was kind of a secondary thing, but getting under the franchise or the uh, luxury tax was kind of the main purpose of this. So we'll see if Eric Bledsoe can actually do something for the Clippers. Uh, he did not perform well in the playoffs at all last year. <laughs> like he was just basically a no show. <laughs> MJ, your reaction? I'm reading that apparently if Kawhi is going to be out, maybe Bledsoe can help them like actually get to the playoffs and then they'll see whether or not he can do anything in the playoffs. But I, the luxury tax thing I think is important too because then they, they, they don't have to pay as much to the shittier teams. They're working on a new stadium. Which is a thing that I would... Very much like to see come to other leagues. Hink, hint, wink, wink, Gary Bettman. <laughs> right. Luxury tax, please, God. All right, let's move on. Uh, Mark, your homework this week was to watch and review the Netflix documentary, The Malice in the Palace. Uh, I actually watched this game and saw it. It was insane. Uh, so did I. Us, yeah, share with us uh, what you thought about that documentary. Uh, did anybody else watch this yet? No, not yet. I strongly, strongly, strongly recommend you guys take the hour and 10 minutes and watch it. It is a very intense and very brutal documentary. 
And it was when the, all of this stuff started happening back in, in 2004, um, I was always very curious because it was always told from one side of the story. It was always told from the side of these guys are thugs and, uh, you know, there's some mental health issues and stuff like that. And this took it from the side, one of the side of the players and took Steven Jackson and um, Jermaine O'Neal and uh, Metal World Peace, all three of them, and really took all three guys and told their side of the story. And then also talked about the legal proceedings that happened afterwards with the involvement of all of the fans that got involved. Um specifically like tracking down the guy who threw the first beer um, and that kind of thing. But it was a very fascinating documentary talking about how the things that led up to that point, you know, getting to where they were at the palace at Auburn Hills that night with the playoff series the year before um, and the things of that nature. And then uh, one thing I didn't realize was that uh, Ben Wallace had lost his brother and so he was already fired up for that reason. So there was some interesting conversation. Actually, I had Ben Wallace talked to as well. Um, but it was very interesting documentaries, definitely from the side of the players that experienced it and are still experiencing it. And um, I, I strongly recommend taking the hour plus to watch it. It was very intense and very enlightening as far as the other side of the story that you don't hear. Um, so go ahead and check that out. Um, it is called untold malice at the palace uh really really good watch really good watch very good looks like i've got something to add to my watch list thank you hell yes i strongly recommend it all right (laughs) strongly recommend it good all right let us move on and we are going to throw it over nhl hits take it away mj tell talk uh first point is that the Hold on a second. NHL hits. Do, 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 do. Shell talk. Okay, wait, wait, no, wait, no. Wait, no, here we go. Shell talk. Do, 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 they're going to be like three inches in diameter on the uh, right, no, left shoulder of the players. Um, it'll be interesting to see who gets what porn site first, whether it would be Florida or Tampa. I'm kind of going towards Tampa because that seems like something they would do. But it'll also, it'll, I don't know, we'll have to keep an eye out and see who gets what. Um, the other important thing is that the Arizona Coyotes stadium lease is going up. So they're not going to have a home after this season. And there was a big expose in January. I don't know. I don't remember if we talked about it. I don't know. We have not. We did not no, talk. We about didn't it. talk about it. There was a big dumb expose about how shitty the Arizona Coyotes situation is run. Players getting checks that bounce. Stadium people not getting paid. Vendors having like massive invoices of debts, the whole company being like a really shitty family dynamic. Uh, they, they're on extremely thin ice with the league as it is anyway. I would be surprised if they stayed. 
Um, that being said, Gary Bettman has tried really fucking hard to keep this team in the desert. So maybe, but I'm kind of looking forward to the Houston Coyotes. I could see them moving to Canada too. The Quebec City Coyotes, the Kansas City Coyotes. I don't know if Kansas would get another chance though. They didn't do super great with the scouts. Well, that was forever ago. <laughs> right. Yeah, they have a long memory. Atlanta is never getting another team again. They they have um they have a really nice stadium in the center of the city and they've really done a nice job cleaning up the center of that city. So I I could see them. I know they've been in talks trying to get a basketball team there, but they would love they would love an NHL team too in that city. So I didn't think about that being a choice, but that would be a good one with the Sprint Center. Yeah. Get that bitch out of phoenix holy shit get them out of fucking why do you have hockey in the middle of the goddamn mojave desert (laughs) death valley hockey is not a good thing (laughs) to begin with not not to mention all the other bullshit you just mentioned but fucking hockey in a goddamn desert is just awful you have tall guys and ice no it doesn't work well and it's in like a fucking far off corner of the city to the point where there are several stories of people flying into Sky Harbor and getting a lift and being like, yo, do you know how long it takes to get to a Gila River Stadium? And they're like, why, for a Suns game? Like, it's not, like, they're not playing this week. And they're like, no, for a Coyotes game. And they're like, who are the Coyotes? The people in the town don't know the fucking have you, team. <laughs> have you ever been to the Phoenix area? I know you have. That's a, it's kind of a rhetorical question, but have you ever done anything? It takes a year to get anywhere in that city. <laughs> Everything is so spread out there. So, yeah, we're just going to go around the corner here and it's 15 minutes later and you've passed one red light. All right. What else you got, Sorry, MJ? Not to shit all over that city, but I'm gonna. All right. Uh, the only other thing I'll say this, I didn't, plan on saying this um jack eichel needs to be traded from the buffalo sabers and everybody knows this so a couple of fans from uh new york bought a billboard outside of the buffalo stadium that said aren't trade requests just a pain in the neck and hashtag free jack (laughs) 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 shout out to the blue shirts that shit was funny yes mark can we do a four goon salute to uh, Hank? Hank. Hank King Henrik. Yes, we can. Okay. Salute to you. Salute. One of the greatest to ever do it. Yeah. Too bad you played in one of the worst fucking situations in all of hockey. Yep. <laughs> Fuck James Dolan with a big spiky yep. elbow. If you don't know, Henrik Lundqvist, the Swedish goaltender of the... Uh, played with the Rangers for a really long time, winningest European goaltender of all time, uh, hung him up. Uh, didn't play last year because of a heart condition and decided that he is going to no longer play hockey. Um, best of luck to you, sir. Forgoon salute. Yes, MJ. He's also has the most wins of any goalie to play for one team. Wow. Nah. That's crazy. Especially considering he played for such a shit, shit old team. Yeah. Well, he did make a Stanley Cup final. Should have done a whole lot more than that. And then stuck around for a rebuild (laughs) that he should not have had to. Doesn't he have a gold medal too? Yeah. Yeah. They beat Canada. In, in, Mm -hmm. uh, was it Italy? The Turin. Uh, Torino? Yeah. Yeah. Turin. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Here we go. Yep. 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 All right. Anything else, MJ, from the NHL? What do you got? 
Nope, everything's boring right now. Everything's boring right now. All right, well, let's uh, stay with you. Uh, cue that wonderful 8-bit music. MJ is going to do the dessert review this week. Share with us your sweet stuff. Mmm. <laughs> My bit now, bitch. I For do this that week, at least. so much better than you do. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I on. bet you do. Anyway, uh, so I went to 801 Chop House in Cherry Creek Mall last weekend for happy hour and had a couple drinks. The waitress or bartender definitely accidentally comped me a Chopin martini. That was very nice. Um, but more importantly, I had a lemon bar that had a black sesame shortbread base and then like a lemon yuzu like cream top and then there was toasted meringue on top and caramelized pistachios and it was the best fucking lemon bar i've ever had in my life it was so fucking good it like wasn't super sweet but it was like just sweet enough and the lemon part was really good and the shortbread like had a really fun taste because of the sesame seeds and the pistachios were super good Everything about it was super, super, super good. Expensive as fuck, but super, super good. <laughs> very good. 801 Chop House, Lemon Bar. Let's all go get one. Thank you very much. Let us change gears. And Hold on talk- a second. Hold on. Oh. We had two back-to-back bits and didn't get a voice of God. Very good. Awesome. All right. Let's talk about some bad baseball. Some of the uh, campfire left over from last week. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, I'm going to preface this by saying there's been a bit of a shakeup. News to come. Uh, All right. Uh, The Rockies, who apparently cannot lose at home and have a winning record against the Padres. Suddenly cannot lose to the Padres. (laughs) On pace for 88 losses, so that's out the door. Uh, The Marlins poking their head in, making a sniff at this. They're at 95. Uh, The bottom of the top four, the Rangers at 106 uh, losses. Uh, The Pirates tied with them at about 106. Number two, the Diamondbacks. Say what? One hundred. I know where this is going. <laughs> seven losses is their pace, bringing us to the worst team in baseball, pacing at a hundred and eleven losses. Yes, <laughs> they're not your Orioles. They're not my Orioles. They're our Orioles, the Baltimore Orioles. One hundred and eleven losses, Milty. What the fuck, bro? They don't call them the zeros for nothing, man. (laughs) (laughs) And they deserve every loss of it. Right. (laughs) You can't can't lose that many games and not be absolutely terrible, right? Mm. So now we have the Orioles chasing the Cleveland Spiders. Mm. We got, what, six weeks left? Yeah, I don't think there's enough games left for that. But, but, you know, they're going to be over 100 for sure. Wow. All right. Well, 
good job, uh, Arizona, getting out of the cellar, I guess. For now. For now. Yeah. Yeah, it could change. Whatever. I mean, it could just bring up more pitchers to throw more hit- no hitters. I mean, who knows what could happen there, but whatever. All right. Let us move on and actually talk about some good news in baseball. And I don't know if this has changed yet or not, but as of, it has not. Good. As of yesterday, Miguel Cabrera, future Hall of Famer at 499 bombs. His next big swing will put him at 500. Uh, Mark, talk to me about Miggy. More than likely by the time this podcast comes out, he will have hit his 500th home run. That's what I have to say about that. Good job, Miguel Cabrera. He's uh, going to be probably the last member in the 3,500 club, uh, 3,000 hits, 500 home runs. Um, there's not going to be very many baseball players that get to that number from this point on. So uh, congratulations, man. Hell of a career. Hell of a career. Good job. MJ, what do you think? Uh, as much as I would like to agree that he'll hit it soon, I kind of hope he'll hold off until next Friday when he's back in Detroit because I think it would be really cool for him to hit his 500th in Detroit. I don't, if it I takes it him that long, they need it. to get Jason Giambi down there with the goddamn, what do they call that? The slump buster. <laughs> the, golden the golden thong. The golden thong. Give him the golden thong slump buster. <laughs> Jesus, if he has to wait another week for that shit. <laughs> It would it would suck. It would, but it would be so good for him to do it in Detroit. Right. All right. Congratulations in advance, Miguel Cabrera. Uh, hell of a career by you, sir. Uh, let us talk a little bit about another storyline that happened this week. Uh, Chris Basslett, pitcher for the A's, uh, took a 100 plus mile an hour line drive off of his face and broke it. Um, needed surgery. Uh, this was awful. Uh, watching it on the, the replay that I saw. Uh, the sound of the bat and the sound of his face was the same sound. It was awful. MJ, react. Uh, yeah, fucking oof. Um, I'm glad he's okay. He got out of the hospital um, before he got the surgery, so he he wasn't there for very long. Uh, but there goes another another video clip into the YouTube comp that uh, apparently Mark and Milty watch all the time with the horrible sports injuries <laughs> it's right next to Sid Vicious and Dak Prescott and Alex Smith that's another one all right Mark oh, <laughs> all of those yeah <laughs> I, I you know it's I do have some kind of sick perverse pleasure watching some injury videos I do not like watching those take one off the dome videos because I've had a few concussions in my life. So the, the, the whole like skull breaking and brain fracturing and, you know, you have stories all over the place of all these guys that have problems after concussions and um, mental issues and things like that. And, you know, it's, it's just never good when it involves the brain specifically. So I, I don't want to make light of anything. I hope the guy's okay. I honestly just hope he's okay. That's pretty much all I have to say about that. Awesome. Uh, Milty, you have anything to say about this one? Yeah, I'm just going to agree with Mark. You just have to hope the guy, you know, comes out great, right? The, the best that he can do. I, you know, you think about simple stuff. You know, you're walking down the street and you trip and skin your knee on the sidewalk. and Shit, that hurts like hell. But can you imagine what he just went through? That's terrible. Yeah, it was not good. Um, and, you know, thoughts and prayers and all the healing vibes sent out to him. Just get well soon, Chris. Uh, that's just 
every pitcher's nightmare, right? I mean, it could happen at any time. It's just, oh, God, it's just that sound still echoing between my ears. All right. Uh, Mark, throwing it back over to you. Uh, your Red Sox played the Evil Empire. Yeah, we're not talking about it. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, we're just we're, we we talked about this before. There's there's some news here, but we cannot talk about it because we are not talking about the Yankees. Well, why in the fuck did you put it on my agenda? Because we were put it on the agenda so that we could say we're not talking about it. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> I very specifically remember having this conversation. I know. I just wanted to pull that out of you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> all right well fuck me i guess fair enough all right yeah. let us move on and start to cl- oh dipshit you have something you'd like to say uh i want to go back to wrestling for just a second here uh this is no <laughs> wrestling this is turn the car around yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah no no yeah no sh- that was shut the fuck hour up hour and 12 <laughs> minutes ago left field population <laughs> fucking dipshit cm punk just got signed by aew Awesome. Hear that sound? That's the sound of nobody giving a shit about CM Punk. <laughs> uh, you know what? AEW, just to touch on it briefly, AEW is putting to- together a hell of a uh, product, and they've got a lot of you know future and uh, past stars, and they're bringing over some some young talent that is just incredible. And uh, I hope they get some major airtime. I know they they only get what one live show a week. Currently, maybe two. One of them's taped and one of them's uh, live. One, they have one live. Dynamite is dynamite is live, and then yeah, then they do a review on like Saturday or something like that. They, no, I mean, uh, they have pay per views. Pay per views, but they only do one live show per week, and then they've got some other kind of show every week that's like a recap show or something of all their house shows. And um, I mean. It's, they've got a ton of talent that they're signing from, you know, Japan and WWE and the way the writers are working for Vince right now. It's, it is ripe for the picking for somebody to take over for the WWE right now. Fair enough. We now have had our wrestling segment number two of the day. All right. Let us start to put a bow on it and get to what might be my second favorite bit of the week, even though it's somebody else doing it. Uh, dipshit of the week, except it's not dipshit doing it. Bunga, share with us your wisdom and give us the dipshit of the week. Okay, so I have had to think about this all day because I've very much wanted to make sure that I get the proper respect to dipshit of the week that it gets from dipshit since I was gifted her segment for the week. So I have three choices, one of which is actually going to be the dipshit of the week. The first choice runner up number one is an entire airport, Denver international airport. You are on the list. The trains were shut down today and it caused much cluster fuckery um, for the entire day. So that's dipshit runner up. Number two dipshit runner up. Number one is only fans who decided to spurn Every single one of their major workers and just to fucking flip over their whole thing to try to get some major investors involved, um, put basically 99% of their current user staff on the streets. Um, so big, awesome job, I guess, to OnlyFans or maybe not awesome job. I'm not sure what to say about OnlyFans. I guess time will tell and see what the cleaning up of OnlyFans will do for them in the long run. But number one 
And the dipshit of the week goes to Jack from Twitter because he very briefly yesterday took away the check mark from Danny DeVito. Uh, Danny DeVito sent out, if you guys know who Danny DeVito is, hopefully you do. If you don't fucking turn on a movie or watch some TV sometime, uh, he is very good on Twitter that posts about once a month or so. He just posts his foot in random places and he calls it troll foot. Uh, it's really <laughs> fucking hilarious. <laughs> he just posts his foot, just a picture of his foot. Uh, but randomly, a couple days ago, he put out a tweet that said, support Nabisco workers striking for humane workers, working hours, fair pay, outsourcing jobs. And then in big letters, it says, no contracts, no snacks. Um, he put that out. And as soon as he put that out, Twitter took away his uh, verified account status for like two hours. Um, nobody knows why they did that. But there was more outrage on uh, the actual taking away of the blue check mark than there was of the whole Nabisco thing. Um, and they've, they've since given it back to him. But still, dipshit of the week goes to Twitter and Jack. Yeah, you'd think they would be more upset about the feet. But, you know, that's just me. Yes, Mikhail. Yeah, it's, it's not like it's a nasty, but it's just a foot in front know, of, like, still. a beach. Feet. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Michaela. It's all feet. Uh, about the OnlyFans thing, you were saying you wanted to see how far they could fall. Um, just for context, Yahoo bought Tumblr for $1.1 billion in 2013. And then in 2017, they banned porn from Tumblr. And then they sold Tumblr for $3 million. Holy shit. Two years later. So if you just want a scale idea what OnlyFans is looking at. Jesus Christ. And I was watching with great interest the shenanigans that were happening out of the airport. A few of the sports writers I follow on Twitter were actually trying to get to Seattle today. Uh, And uh, Mark Mosier. Uh, was in the airport. Lombardi finally made it in the airport. Uh, Cliss, uh, his flight was after those two guys, and he got caught in the worst of it. He was in a line out on the sidewalk that was stretched for almost two hours before he actually got into the terminal uh, or into the uh, uh, one side or the other way, the east side of the terminal, um, before he actually could get in. Um, it, what a nightmare. I mean, put in a walkway, something. Christ, that was just ridiculous. But oh. we need to hear Mayor John Hancock speak to us on the way in. <sighs> what will we do without Alan Roach? Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> I like the chimes. <laughs> Hold on, please. <laughs> the train is coming the, to a stop. Com- compromise. You build walkways everywhere, and then you get the out-of-work sex workers to do the voiceovers on uh, the walkways in DIA. There you go. Compromise. Yeah. You have Belle Delphine <laughs> just saying things on the overhead on the train. Yeah. There you go. Belle Delphine. <laughs> that, that, was, that was a good pull. That was the only, was only, only fans person I could think of just because she's probably <laughs> the most famous one. That's, that's yeah. it. So pretty close. Okay. All right. Let's tie this thing up and send it home. Uh, Final thoughts for the week. Milty, what do you got? 
Well, you know, just sitting here in San Antonio thinking that the uh, last call at the bar is 45 minutes from now. <laughs> okay, hurry the fuck okay. up, I guess. All right. The whiskey is a call in MJ. Uh, Milty better get after it then. <laughs> <laughs> is that it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> move on. He's got places to be. He's got shit to do. Let's go. <laughs> It's after dark, and he's not after dark. All right. With us. No kidding. All right. Mark, let's go, buddy. All right. Go fuck yourself, Mexico. And everyone else listening around the world, here in Denver, out in Las Cruces, London, Athens. Uh, <laughs> Auckland comes after us. Yeah, Auckland. No, I, knew, it I, wasn't. <laughs> I put a new one in there, and it fucked <laughs> I can't. I can't. And uh, we do want to send out some uh, thank yous to all those people out there listening here in Denver and Las Cruces and London and Athens and Amsterdam and Auckland and Austin and Bulgaria and Bogota and Reykjavik and Berlin and Mumbai and Perth and Trinidad and Tobago and Sicily, Abu Dhabi and Riyadh and Ontario, Canada. We love you all. Have a good night. Oh, that was so good. Thank you, sir. If you didn't haven't been paying attention, we added listeners in uh, the Netherlands and Australia this week. So woohoo! And also, Goon Squad, we have made our third dollar. Yay! As always, it has been our pleasure to sit here and talk to ourselves. Hopefully you had as much fun as we did for MJ. Oh, I almost forgot. Catch up with us on our social channels. Search the my brother, the idiot, on Facebook. Uh, hit us up on Twitter, the idiot goons. Uh, you can actually message us somewhere on some of these podcasts. Yeah, it's not on the sheet. I know we fucked that all up. <laughs> um, and if you want to learn more barbecue, then uh, King Goon Smoke on TikTok. I do some stuff there. So for Mark and MJ. Uh, and Milty, my name is Matt. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll catch you guys next week. Love you guys. See ya. Not on the street, Not on the sheet, man. It's in the same spot it always is. It's not on the street.